What's up, man? Motherfuckers in the barbershop. The waviest podcast on the planet from the hood. We do it most good. It's your boy, Aus. You can follow me on Twitter, at 10stacks. Yeah, it's your boy, Lando. You can follow me on Twitter, at the tackle with 1711, and at the motherfuckers in the barbershop podcast page. What's the deal? It's nice. You can follow me on Twitter, at two underscores, be nice, and on Instagram, at be nice, two underscores. Um, shoot, we got to talk about that NFL playoffs. Should the refs be fine? We got to talk about some NBA shit. Boogie Cousins is back. And we got to talk about some music shit because Chris Brown almost got caught for a crime he did not commit. But first, shout outs and shaking my heads. Fellas, who would like to start? Why do you start? Want me to start? Okay. Um... So I guess the first shout out, even though I think I shouted out last last week, the the fire documentary. Oh man! Yeah, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. About let's let's talk a little bit about Firefest while we doing shout outs. Check my Orlando. You go. What do you What do you got to say about Firefest, real quick? Um, like you said, man, it, it's it's just very very funny. Uh, what happened? The scam is funny. Billy is funny. Being that Ja Rule is in the middle of it just makes it over the top hilarious. And to be honest. You you had to know this was a scam from the, the start. The thing man. is, I love Billy McFarlane. I think Billy McFarlane is a generational hero. I think this nigga he is a he is a scammer beyond scammer means. He, he is. is one of the and the thing is, like Billy is no genius. There's no genius going on with this guy. He's just a scammer. He looks the part. I can see him going to a business meeting and guys be like, you know what? Wow. Yeah. This is a bright young man. This Billy McFarlane character, I'll tell you what. He knows exactly and, what he's and, talking and about. And I think when he gets out of jail, somebody's going to invest some money into him. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, no, it's a good idea. He just did it wrong. No, I, I feel like the initial fire idea was dope. I, I think the idea of being able to book people through an app, book artists and people like that through an app is a good idea. The festival was not a good idea. Yeah, that's the thing. Like festivals really don't make too much money unless they've been established for years. That's that's a business that it takes a long time to it's do. It's too hard to get your name out it's, there. It's too hard. And that's he difficult. just no. But the thing is, it really it really was not that hard for him to get that idea out there. He hired a, a surprise. He hired models. Uh, <laughs> the Bella Hadid. He, had, the, he had models. He had an advertising company, and they took the best commercial of all time. They did. They did, and that pri- that island is only good for about sixty people. Yeah. You can't bring three to four thousand. And that wasn't even the same island. island. It wasn't even the same. And that's the thing. They had to move the island, <laughs> and they didn't have like plumbing. They he he offered yachts. Like how many yachts do you think you're gonna have? I think the one thing about Fire Festival that's getting lost is I feel like if he was to do it again today, people would still do it. People got, would still jump on the idea. You got, you got if you just change it yeah. to like new festival, like a beach festival. We had that bitch. Yeah, niggas would go. Like, I feel like no matter what, niggas would go to this festival because niggas wanted to have that good time. It was so much. That was like prime Instagram. I want to have the greatest time of my life. Billy McFarlane looks like he's about to give it to me. And the commercial sold it to me. I've never seen that advertisement because I'm not white. I never was on this that side of Twitter or Instagram to see not. that shit. But to see it through that, I'm like, oh shit, y'all go, I go hang out with the models and listen to the music. Anytime you see advertising, anytime it's the first of something, it's not going to be done well. <laughs> it's not, not going to be planned out well. I just, uh, I don't like how the documentary tried to blame it on like just millennials. Like niggas my age, or our age would have just oh, did the it. Jerry about 50, 60 years old, and man. It, and, it's, it's <laughs> and it's like, bro, like, all you, like, if that was in the pamphlet, niggas probably would have went. 
Like, just because it was on Instagram, it wasn't the reason. Nigga, that shit looked like some shit niggas would go to. So it wasn't like, that didn't sell it, just being on Instagram and the models. It was the fact that Billy lied to everybody and kept stealing from niggas. And I, I will say this about millennials. They don't really do research as well. And you gotta know... We like, don't join as many cults as people. Man. Exactly. And it's like, you gotta understand, like, the Bahamas, if it's not NASA or, like, a, a real populated island... You're not going to get too much service on a private island in the Bahamas or any Caribbean island. Yeah, that's true. So you, you got to think things through before you just hop up and do some shit. All right, so what, all right. <laughs> you didn't see it, did you, Be Nice? No. All right, did, you didn't watch the Hulu one either. I didn't watch we, it. We didn't watch the Hulu one, so yeah, we only saw the Netflix. Netflix. All right, so just real quick, name a couple of your favorite parts from the Netflix. Um, let's just go back and forth. You go Listen, first. when the guy, uh, Jerry, when he was about to go perform oral sex so they could have uh, water. <laughs> Like Billy, Billy like told him, "Hey, I need you. I need you to do one for the team. He's about to take one in the face with it." That's what I. I mean, that's the ultimate. That's been all around the internet. I don't. I. I still don't understand a point in which you ask a dude to go suck another man's dick for some water. I just don't get that point. Like I don't. And I don't know Flint why. Didn't even do that. That's, that's what I'm saying. We need him at Flint. The thing is, what I don't really get is at what point do you decide. Um, Cause he was down to do it. Yeah, he's gonna do it. He was gonna do it. He probably he did. did do it. To be honest, it's, just water. it's like it's like, bro. Why did he ask a woman, Billy? Why didn't you say, Billy? You got a mouth. Because the guy was he, the guy's gay. Jerry's gay. No, I'm saying the the, the, the nigga who got the water. He not probably not gay. And that's all. It's like this dude still loves Billy this much, and he's willing to suck somebody's dick. And this was not going to save the festival. The festival was ruined. It yeah, just look. this was to put water in the it festival. Water. But he wasn't gonna save shit. No, so, I think he just wanted to suck that. that was, no, that was manipulation. He knew he had power over this person. Like you, my most gullible. You my best friend. Go <laughs> do this for me, bro. And so that shit kind of blew my mind. Um, all right, my one of my favorite parts is uh, in the conference call. Jaru was just like Jaru was just like, bro, we didn't commit fraud. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we. We did false advertisement. <laughs> and it's like, Jaru. You talking about that's not a scam. <laughs> no, Jaru, false advertising is a scam. the definition of a scam. It was, they should have known, people who went there should have known it was a scam the minute they didn't see Jaru on the list of people performing. Like, if this nigga not gonna perform, then clearly this shit is a farce. Like, there's no way this is a legit thing that's happening. I don't know where Jaru led to be quite honest. Dog, it's like, why Jaru? Why did he even. So, that conference call, that whole situation, nothing to talk about. Nobody died. It's like that's what you, that's what you priding yourself on. You had a, at least a, a thousand people stranded on an island. So I feel like that. He kind of. But you know what? Like, somebody could have died. They had yeah. nothing escaped off. Yeah. Nothing gated off. Like somebody just really walking to the ocean. Right. Uh, and we just seen a nigga get arrowed to death by locals. So you don't know who around <laughs> yeah. this area is. So. Yeah. I, I guess. Oh, good. No, go ahead, go ahead. I guess my part would be when they when they got to like the private plane that they thought was going to be like a private jet that was going to take them to the island and it was like a spirit flight. Oh, and that window. Oh, no. You talking about the one where the window broke? Yeah. Off? <laughs> it was just like, nah. Yeah, this already knew. Something, yeah, something, something fishy is going on here. It's fishy. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when Billy and they say like, how many lies have you told today? And you're just like, I have told no lies today. And they're like, Billy, you just lied to us. Five minutes ago. And I like, when they would ask Billy questions, they said that he would just get on a, a four-wheeler. Yeah, just ride off. And just ride off into the sand one direction and come back and ride back and just be like, all right, I'm good. Like, he just, he all he needed to get his thoughts together was yeah, a strong ride. Yeah, I, got, I got you. I got you. Now, now I'm back. I'm back, guys. What you want to talk about? I guess mine would be, like, the part where they, they pulled up with these fucking big-ass semi-trucks and was giving out people luggage. 
And they kind of had a free for all for like tits. Like they got to the point they was handing out tits to people. They're like, look, just go pick a yeah. tit. Now Billy, the thing that came up to Billy was like, hey, do you? We had we had villas, Billy. Like I, I, I ordered a villa. Is you gonna give me my fucking villa? And the nigga Billy was like, listen, just get a fucking tent. Them niggas all just dispersed, got a tent, and that leads into mine. The the Asian nigga who was like, yeah, we just started peeing on other people's tents and ripping them up because we didn't want people next to us. It's like, bro, you took it to ten like that. It didn't have to get to ten, but you took it all the way to ten for no yeah, reason. That, that's like you crazy. just saw it on a documentary. You was a big dickhead for at least. I don't know if I was disgruntled about getting finesse. Like I might pee on it. No, you never gonna. He was sabotaging other people. He, no, nobody have a tent. He just gonna pee on everybody else's shit and fuck them up. Life ruined everybody. Life ruined. Fuck it. Hey, all right, last one. You got the last one. I guess my last one, like, when they first got dropped off and they was at the bar for about four or five hours, and the chick like, I knew something, though, because we just sitting at this bar, and then when they got there, it was a line of people <laughs> at Billy's shit. Niggas in there is just, like, disgruntled in line about to beat this nigga ass, and he was just in there. They somebody was just, like, a panic room. He's just in there just chilling. Everybody was just flipping out. It's just like, what the fuck? So why didn't people beat him up? Billy. He too good, dog. Yeah, he, he had, well, that's the thing. He targeted the right crowd. He didn't target our type of crowd. Yeah, he would have got his ass whooped dealing with black people. Immediately. He, he, he dealt with some spoiled rich kids who had money to blow, but nah, yeah, he, he definitely would have got his ass whooped. I think my last final part was uh, uh, just when they was just going through Billy history and the Magnesis credit yeah, card. Yeah, that's funny. It was just a credit card. Big black credit card. It was a big black credit card that was heavy. So, like, you could just put it on the table and it would clank on the table. And I guess that impressed niggas enough to think that this nigga was a forward-thinking genius. And to the point where... It, and it was like the car come with exclusive offers. Which you could do this. You could you could come... You could do this. We could give you discounts like everywhere. But the, really the only offer was, like, you can come hang out at my house. Hang out at Billy's place for, like, two hours. So, Billy really got a credit card just so you could be his friend. That nigga was weird, bro. He was weird, and that's I love Firefest. I wish that shit would happen every other year. The only thing I was fucked up was that the black people didn't get paid no money. Yeah, the Mahonian people didn't, yeah. didn't get paid. That was real. That was unfortunate as hell. That, and that, a lot of people, he wasn't even, they couldn't even get unemployment because he was trying to make people quit. Yeah, like he didn't pay nobody. nobody. <laughs> he just left. At all. And I think in the, in the Hulu, when they say he left, came back and got all the merchandise. Oh, and then just left again. And then somebody like on the Netflix on top of the blank, like, yeah, the, the the people on the island were trying to set hits out for us and kill us. It's like, no, they wasn't. They weren't oh, trying to do that. They just tried to make us seem like they were savages. Trying to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my money, like, though. Jerry hopped in a car with somebody and just pulled off. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I guess uh, my sh- first shake in my head goes to Pacquiao Broner. Ooh. Um, I think it's time for us to um, stop listening to Adrian Broner. Um, I ain't gonna say all that. No, no, no. I'm gonna say all that. He um <laughs> he puts too much into his promo and it doesn't match him in the ring. And out of all his fights, this was supposed to be the fight he really went balls to the walls, came up. He didn't want to throw no punches. It looked like a spar match. He didn't want to throw no punches. He wasn't listening to his corner. He was getting tagged and he's really lucky that he fought a 40-year-old Pacquiao, not a 30-year-old Pacquiao. Because he would have got knocked out, man. I just I'm tired of the antics. He don't take boxing serious enough. I'm just ready for him to go away. I'm just ready for him to go away now. Uh, I mean, he should have been left. Like, he was already done. I, I thought, I didn't, I was surprised niggas was still buying that nigga fights. Like, clearly the nigga was done. He'd been getting his ass beat. He don't throw no punches. He don't move his feet. Yeah, never. He's just not good. I do think it's, the best thing to come out was the post-game interview, though. 
just the I beat him. I know I beat him. Y'all seen it? I beat him. <laughs> yeah, just that 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 type of the loser. I beat that boy. And it's like there's nobody in his corner that that he listens to, man. It's just it's definitely a shame, man. I just feel like at this point he's just stealing money from people, just just because he's entertaining. He's just stealing money from people, and he got talent. I don't want to take away and act like he don't got talent, but he don't use and it. Johnny said, "Snatch his buffs." He do gotta get his buffs snatched away. The the buffs he was wearing on that nah, bro. You ain't no buff nigga, dog. You ain't no D nigga. Cincinnati yeah. two five. Stand up. And that's the thing. He did more dancing and moving around, going to the ring. Than he did in the ring. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it's it's something to it's something to get about it. Not to pay, like at least not be on pay per view. He needs to go rebuild his career. Maybe start off fighting more journeymen. Um, maybe fight Keith Thurman, who just want to duck everybody. You got to fight this weekend. That's another shake of my head. Two guys who just want to duck and just fuck around in the sport. Maybe they can go fight somewhere, but he don't need to be on pay per view no more. Uh, Orlando, like he said, man, when you want cheese on that burger, <laughs> you know what you're looking for. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's, <laughs> that's the perfect ending to Adrian Broner right there. Yeah. It should just be a personality. That's it. That's, that's would be is. my my shout out is the the post fight interviews, the cheeseburger comments, even before he stayed. Just a silly guy to me. I I, I never the nigga never could box to me. He, I, you I don't watch boxing as much as everybody in the world, but the boxing matches I've seen, even some that have had a lesser calling card for people, and they don't get as much clout. Them fights be way better than any fight I've ever seen AJ Brown in. He does not look like a good boxer. The nigga's stiff as hell. He try to steal Floyd moves, and he don't do that shit correct at all. Mm-hmm. So he's never had this talent you talking. I've never seen. No, him. like at one thirty, at one thirty, one thirty-five, he was he was bigger than everybody. He was getting knocked. Yeah, out. but is that talent? No, it, it, <laughs> it was. It was. It was still. He still beating skillful fighters. But as soon as he moved up, all that shit went away. Everything went away. And at some point, he just never developed his skills, and he comes to the fights way out of shape. Way out of shape, and it's just—it's embarrassing now. It's like it's—it's it's tough to watch him, man. And he, and look, even before the fight, when he was calling out Al Bernstein, calling him on a nigga and shit yeah. like that, it's just stuff like that just get too gang, out of control. Gang, gang, uncomfortable. Gang, gang. So I'm I'm done with Adrian Brown. Nah, that wasn't uncomfortable, man. You don't fuck with somebody, man. Tell him what it is. Hey, <laughs> fuck with you, nigga. But you see why people don't it's fuck with nigga. you. <laughs> you see why niggas don't fuck with you. And you definitely didn't do that for the hood. Nah, um, he shouldn't have said that. Yeah, real quick, I went to go see the Glass movie with the family. I'm going to have a big shake in my head on that. M. Night, you're not getting another dollar from me, another dime. You came out with too many bad movies. This movie started off good. It had a few, like like you said, they brought back like the Unbreakable. At the beginning, when Bruce Willis and Split was going at it, it was cool. When they got to the asylum and they hit us with the twists that M. Night always liked to do, it, it just it just didn't connect, man. It just wasn't enough action. It, it ended on a bad note. It kind of was predictable the way it was going to end. Um, I'm straight on M. Night for uh, for the rest. He won't get no more of my money. I wasn't going to see that movie. I never seen Split. Split was decent. Split was decent. It was pretty good. So I just already... But M. Night, he didn't came out with Signs, Village right. in the Water. I mean, Village, Lady in the Water, The Happening. Even six, he had a bunch of bad movies. I mean, Trey said he's glad we're moving on from Bronner too, man. Yeah, yeah, we gotta move Good on. Good things, man. Good things yeah. for sure. M Night, though, I just felt like the same things that this could have been praised for is the same reason that for what you're saying. Like the cre- creativeness to kind of try to tie these movies together might have been too difficult for him to pull off. It seemed like everything is too difficult for him to pull off. After Earth, it's just like, it just seemed like he just don't know <laughs> that's how to make, the, that's the, make like the movies. He's one of those people that goes out on a limb and then he just fall off that bitch. Like once he gets to the limb, he don't dance on it, he don't do no flips, he don't hang, he just fall. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just, like this is a bad limb. This is a bad branch. You went out on my boy. Honestly, it could have been a good movie. It yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like you go out on a limb. Sometimes you reach, you touch a good vibe, you get your fruit out there. But he, like I say, he just falling off that bitch. You get out there and he just show his ass. The happening. All of these films, the village. All of these films. You get hyped up and you think there's something good coming. Even like you said, Six Sense. That shit seemed like it should be a good movie, and then it turns out fucking horrible. Yeah, it turned this twist. It just messed it up. Last but not least, my shaking my head goes to the the Barry Bonds. People not voting Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. This man got three MVPs. He had eight Golden Gloves before y'all want to say he took steroids. Never failed a test. Y'all let Pudge in, and we all love Pudge. Played for the Tigers. I, love I remember Pudge. when he got signed. But the Jose Canseco book, Jose Canseco talks about juicing them up in the fucking bathroom. They should be ashamed of themselves and not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what Jose. That's the nigga. That's the nigga snitching but, and then just saying. Jose snitched on everybody, and people believed it. He went on Capitol Hill and snitched and made Sammy Sosa the guy to speak English. So Sammy Sosa is pink now. <laughs> yeah, he's pink now. <laughs> but now Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he should be. I think that's unanimous. We all know he should be in the Hall of Fame. And that's that's what kind of begged the question. Would you rather be the greatest that we all know or in the Hall of Fame, man? I, I mean, it's yeah, just not... Fuck what I know. I, I, I know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I mean, look, man, a nigga head went from the size of, like, a normal nigga head to a watermelon. So I feel like that's why niggas ain't voting for him. That's I not natural. No, I think, I think, they're, not voting, natural. I think they're not voting for him because he was mean to the media. But, though, even before his head blew up, he was still the best player in baseball. Yeah, he was. Like, he, like, he won three MVPs before that. He had to do that shit. But he, but he kind of... Like, that was the era. And steroids was not illegal then. But after 98, when Barry Bonds and Sosa had that summer... He was like, shit, I had 50 home runs and I was clean. Well, shit, watch when I, you know, hey. Watch when I do so. If everybody doing it, fuck it. You, you can take as much steroids as you want. You still got to hit the ball. You still got to make contact. And all them guys were doing it, but they wasn't doing it. Barry Bonds still was hitting the ball, so. That's it for me. Be nice. Uh, shout out to Nino, man. He just dropped the EP. Very shout solid, out. man. I, I sent out a couple texts to him, let him know niggas was listening and impressed with the progression he's making as an artist. Um, shout out to Boogie Cousins coming back, man. I think that was monumental for him. His first buckets to be a dunk, and he didn't look too stiff. He hacking like a motherfucker, so he clearly out of shape. Yeah, he was all six and five. <laughs> he out of shape. The nigga can't really run how he want to, but he, he look healthy. And I think that's the best thing for him moving forward. You know, this is a difficult injury to come back for. From we got to stay patient and see how he, he comes back after back to backs and you know duration of the season and once they give him more minutes and things like that, but. As far as the range of motion, he still looks pretty fluid. He never really was the most most mobile guy, but he was he was quick for his size, and he still looked like he retained some of that. So that's that's impressive to me, man. Other than that, oh, I gotta shout out Tom Brady. They tried to count my boy out. Mm. Said he was what? He, what Edelman say? You too fucking old. That's what they told him. Yeah, and he came back and showed him. That's that's impressive to me, man. Shaking my head, I'm shaking my head at Oladipo getting injured, man. You never want to see that. Oladipo's been having a hell of a season. Yeah, yeah the Prairie's Pacers up. looking amazing. Uh, I think that the reports now for sure, I think he dislocated his kneecap and maybe something else possibly, but he's pretty much done for the season. So never want to see that from a player that's as promising as Oladipo is, man. Oladuop, you've been having a hell of a season. We rooting for you. Uh, outside of that, I really don't know, man. I, this might lead into something, but shaking my head at the refs, man. The Saints got robbed. This oh, yeah, is so I, unfortunate for Sean Payton. But after Bonnie Gate, I think he got too many enemies. People are not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. They ain't going to give him no love. We can roll straight into that, though. We can go straight into some NFL talk. I really don't got no shout-outs or nothing like that, man. I just had a you know, normal week. 
Yeah, I mean, Firefest is pretty much it. Like, it's I just, birthday. That shit was. just had a birthday. It was my birthday, but it's just like Firefest. That shit was yeah, funny. Was my birthday really wasn't funny. I just got some ice cream. Yeah. I hung out. I watched the refs cheat. And so we got to talk about the motherfucking NFL. We got to talk about something about the NFL. Uh, Where do y'all want to start? Y'all want to start? Oh, man, let's start with Rams. Let's start with Rams and Saints. All right, go ahead. I, what did you think about the game overall? I thought it was a good game, and I, I think the Saints can't blame everything on the ref because at the beginning of the game, they kicked a lot of field goals. They had to go down. They had chances of cashing in, and they, and they came over field goals. Now, let's get to the play. It was a – the ref was supposed to call it. It was definitely pass interference. It was definitely helmet to helmet. They blew it, and they came out and they said it blew it, which don't make the situation any better because, like, are we going to have to replay the game because you blew it, or why are you telling me that you blew it? We all know you blew it. I, that's the thing where I don't get it. Like, like I feel what you were saying at first. They had a chance to win the game. They yeah. probably should have won the game. Yeah. They they had plays after that and before that. I think that was one of them calls that was so egregious, I couldn't get past it. Yeah. That was some shit where it's like, it's third down. Like my, my boy Lawrence said, it's th- it, was, it was third down. They had they could have got a whole new set of downs. New set of downs. <laughs> ran the ball. The game was essentially, it was the opposite of taking giving the game to somebody and taking it away from somebody. Because the Saints practically had won that game. You call that call, <laughs> they get it was only one timeout, I think, that the Rams had. Yeah. They could have ran the ball and then kicked the field goal. And that's game over. They yeah. went to the Super Bowl. So they literally took the game away from the and Saints. I just, I just don't, I can't sit here and like to, to know that the Rams was like, oh yeah, we fucked up. It's like, all right, n- now what? <laughs> they, y- y'all just sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. Like, what about us? We didn't. We don't even get to go. I just feel like at the end of the day, like I see a lot of people talking about rule changes and and you know they should review every pass interference. To be honest, and me and be nice, he retweeted the video. I seen it. If the ref just throw the flag, they can pick it up if they don't think it's passing the fence. Just throw the flag. Like, that clearly was a penalty something. of something. It was something. Yeah, it was something. If they throw the flag right there, they can review it on their own. They don't need the refs, the coaches to challenge it. Nothing. We saw that ref literally tell that other referee, do not throw that flag. Don't do it. And it was like, what? Like, what? It just, Whose man is this? <laughs> it just looked like something fishy was going we on. No, look, the NFL wanted, want LA to be agendas. a market. It wanted to be agendas. Now, we know that for a fact. I will say that in the CFL, you can challenge pass interference. You can. And I, and I think that would have been the perfect time to do it because referees fuck up. But I just, a day too late, dollar short. I just, that don't help the Saints. I feel oh, like at this point, though, Lando, all right, we do know because Michael Thomas tweeted out the article, the rule, that the GM could issue a rematch at the same time if he felt like he, you know, he wanted to. If Roger Goodell felt like he could or he should do it, he could do it. He ain't doing that. He ain't doing it. No. But Lando. If there was any a time to do it on a call that everyone unanimously says is the the worst call they've ever seen, wouldn't you think that would be the chance to do it? Yeah, they should, they should play this under. In all fairness, this is the one time I think for sure, 100%, <laughs> that there should definitely be a rematch. Because we've seen it live. There was one time we went to a high school basketball game, Josh Jackson versus Time Maker. There was a call at the end of the game where he thought he had just won the game. And then they got sent to overtime. And the move, morale, you couldn't get back to it. We've seen that in the bowl game back when yeah, we Miami, yeah, 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 Miami. Yeah, You can't regain your focus after being robbed like that. You, It's, it's too difficult. Mm. And I think that the Saints, they just couldn't regroup. And that's fucked up because, like we said, this was a game that they had won. But, they had a lot of time. Yeah, they had a lot of time. But my man said a 57-yarder. Now, he booted it. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. And I wouldn't have kicked it from there because, like, clearly, like you said, the, the Saints' offense was not focused. We just stopped them. If you punt it, you can still stop them again get better field position. But, hey, they went for the 
They call a game. And I, I do feel like like the Saints, like they do every year, they just slow down, man. The last six games of the season, they only scored like five or six touchdowns. Yeah, they for sure slowed down. They, they kind of shut they shut it down, man. And sure. They got to get some more help for Drew Brees, man. Michael, because it's too easy just to kill Michael I, I, Thomas. I've been saying this all season. He don't have, he's been playing with the who yeah. And we talked about the Lions receivers and people not getting open in the system, provide more for them. He had a lot of players who nobody had ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Taking was hurt for a long part of the season. You but got your running back that you know. What he used yeah, to but he, he, he not, but he yeah. does make. I he still will, get past people. a lot as a receiver. He still can get past people, but he's yeah. not a playmaker. But the, some of the guys that they had getting ca- catches and it just didn't make sense. I never heard of him ever. Yeah. All right, so now we got to move on to the other game, and the question that that arises from this game. The, the one of the, it's a lot of questions. There's a lot of shaky calls in that game too. But the main question arises, Lando, should they change the overtime rules? Yeah, in the playoffs they should change it. In the playoffs they should change it. You should get a chance to get the ball back for the if you if you oppose a team offense. If they go down to score. Now, I will say this. The Chiefs defensive coordinator, he he got fired and it was almost <laughs> it was it was rightfully so. And got can. Rightfully so. Like just the the coverages he was playing. Everybody knows the keys to beat the Patriots. You got to beat the receivers up. You got to take a receiver. You got to take his main options away. If that means doubling Gronk or doubling Edelman, and they just kept getting open on simple routes, the up the the out route for for Gronk, and the and kind of like the crossing right for Julian Edelman. They he on that last drive, it was like three thirds and tens, and he just hit Edelman right for the crossing route. Yeah. I mean, the same play. I feel like the same way that he got himself to that position is what he thought was going to work. He looked at it as a situation in football. I gotta produce pressure. And I feel like he didn't have. We and we we talked about this with the the too many DBs earlier in the, in the season, early in the playoffs. We talked about that. He went too little DBs. He had too many up front, <laughs> sending too many blitzes, and it worked. Yeah, it got you the th- got you the third and ten, but then it got your ass chewed up on third and ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On third and ten, that's what you got to fall back in the yeah, coverage. Yeah, you got to. Brady was getting the ball out way too quickly, and then he was getting the ball out quickly. I mean. We all seen it before the play, third and ten. It's like, all right, just make sure Edelman covered. That one time. Yeah, if you didn't see it, Tony Romo called it. For the you. one time, it was it was Gronk on Eric Berry. It's like, bro, come on, yeah. fellas. You know it's about to be a caught yeah. pass. What are you doing? Yeah. ain't got no other choice. That's what I'm saying. Huh? What do you Chiefs mean? ain't got no corner. That's no, what they know. put the safety over the I top. Mean, they double Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. You can do something, bro. It's something else somebody can do. Yeah, then like Barry didn't turn around one. If he would have just turned his head around, man, that he could have had to pick. We had the one DB offsides on the. the no, I was that road. linebacker at D Ford. Yeah, number fifty five. The Lions might pick him. Man, offsides. No, I can't pick no nigga who can't line up offsides. Hey, he's on the sideline. Like, was I really? They said it was offsides. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nigga, you, you, you got twelve sacks. How you don't know what offsides he is? Yeah, bro, you lined up like he was just head over. I'm like, arm God, over, damn, his shoulder. He blew it. He, he blew. He that was a big time. He didn't even rush the. He didn't even rush Tom Brady that he hard. Get, he, he didn't even get a free hitting. Yeah, he just was. Oh man, that shit. For no reason. And it's like that shit, bro. Then you take in the Chris Hogan catch. Yeah. I don't. That was the I don't know, Jim. That was a perfect turn here. Know, Jim, he might not have caught that. And then the Edelman, I don't understand how they overturned that. Like he probably, I don't think he touched it. But if the ruling was that he muffed it, and it was, it was no disputable evidence that he didn't muff it. That bitch didn't look like he touched it at all. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if if you got anything that goes like basketball and trajectory, the ball just looked like it bounced right past. Yeah, like didn't move in a in a manner which I feel like it touched. But they called it muffed, and I feel like if you can't. 
overturn that, you got to keep it the way it was, right? Yeah, man. But like, I just think the refs, the, the stage get too big for some guys, man. Yeah, some of them refs. Yeah, they don't want to fuck over Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, he definitely. Shit, the NFL don't want that to happen. Don't want that. <laughs> the NFL don't want that to happen. This is bad showing from Andy Reid too, man. He, yeah, he didn't, he didn't show up. His, he did his thing again with the timeouts. He just got the blowing them bitches for no reason. <laughs> he just got the calling timeout, and it's like, and then the overtime. The defense getting drove on didn't call a timeout. It's like them niggas need a break, bro. Yeah, but that's and that's what decorded. I mean, oh, they they had them third, tenth, third, eleventh, but they just the, the the defensive formations were just really poor. But man. I think Pat, I think that they should change the overtime. Get Patrick Mahomes the ball. Yeah. Like it's I, in no other sport should the best player on the other team not get a chance to win the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. And it's like and to be honest, I probably wouldn't feel this way if the Chiefs just would have won. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't even give a fuck. But it's like when I seen Tom Brady get the ball in the last two minutes, and then I seen him get it in overtime, I knew the game was over. Yeah, and was. that's I got I gotta I gotta admit it. Like Matthew Slater said, we want the ball. Tom Brady is the best quarterback all the time. Yeah. I think it's there's no way to dispute it at this point. No. He didn't even have a good game. He didn't have a good game last game. But when the game stands tall, some niggas' hearts just beat slower. That nigga heart beat. He is ice in his veins. He went down the field. He scored. Yeah. He won. That shit was, I mean. And he don't mind handing the ball off. Right. Like I said, he wins at any means. And honestly, I think. He's the best quarterback, and I think it's just hands down Belichick's the best coach. And I'm glad Shannon Sharp said it as well. Yeah. For somebody that's been in that moment, and like he said, I, I tried to fight it, but it's just no disputing it. And, and for Tom Brady, like you said, he didn't have the greatest game. He realistically blew the game. If they didn't call something, <laughs> he threw it. And, and that's not on Tom Brady because that was a tip pass. Yeah. But he could have blew the game, but when it gets back to his timing and to the situation, he will stand tall in the pocket, he deliver it. He's not afraid to get hit, even though he know they're probably going to bail him out if he do get touched. But he stand tall, and he just so poised, and he's been like that for so long that, like you said, if you give him this amount of time, you do got Aaron Rodgers like the video against the Cowboys, oh, it's a minute left, blah, blah. But you know if Tom Brady got the ball, it's almost over. And, it, and it was just like... Bill Belichick, you look on this roster, they they really got a, a gang of who the fuck is on this defense, really. And it's, it's by design because even now, like, people are already potentially talking about Trey Flowers leaving just because people know they don't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. I can find somebody. I, I do this all the time, mm-hmm. my boy. Yeah. I leave it's you. like, brother, like Kyle Van Noy making noise. Niggas, like, it's just they, Bill Belichick is doing less with mo- more with less. He do it in every year as long as Tom Brady on the other side. He really don't give a fuck who on that. That's what That's why like the, the last four years has been impressive because we go to the early Super Bowls. He had Pro well, Bowls and a Hall of Famers on Richard the Richard Seymour, the Ty Laws, Robbie Harrison, 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 Teddy, Bruce Teddy Bruce. It was amazing. Like you said, he just had balls. Yeah, it's only like two Hall of Famers on the team. Nah. Yeah, man, they ain't on defense. <laughs> exactly. So now it's just like he's pretty much he's doing it. He gets all the credit now. It's like nothing, nothing you can take away from him. And so now here we go. We got the the culmination of everything. To me, this is like the worst matchup. I would rather have to see the Chiefs. I would rather see the Chiefs than anybody else, or the Saints and the Patriots. But we got the Rams and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Lando, who you got? I want the Rams to win. I really do from the Dominican Sioux. But I think the Patriots are going to win. But I want the Rams to win. You want the Rams to win, but you think the Patriots are going to win. I think the Patriots are going to win. I do, like, the Rams have enough talent on defense that can match them. I do think that Aaron Donald and Adama Gassou have been playing really well in these playoffs. 
I think they can make a difference and disrupt Tom Brady, but I think the Patriots are they're kind of upset at what happened to them last year against Philly, and I think the game plan is going to be a laser focus out of them this week. Be nice. I think that this is, like you said, the worst possible matchup of the four options that we had. I think this is the most obvious one that could end in a blowout. <laughs> I feel like the Patriots could really run away with this one. We haven't seen Ty Gurley be Ty Gurley in a while. Oh, I posted it. It's as good as C.J. Anderson has looked. He's still CJ Anderson. Man, they picked you up from Whataburger, yeah, big fella. You know what I'm saying? The Raiders or whoever got the Panthers and somebody else got rid of you, my guy. So I don't know what you really can bring to the table on this biggest stage. And I feel like the offense is taking a huge hit. And I said this on the podcast when it happened. As soon as Cooper Cup went down, the entire offense just looked totally different. Robert Woods is a hell of a receiver. Brandon Cooks can take the top off of anybody. But to have that glue guy not there that you know, if I'm in trouble, it's like Tight ends for the quarterback. It's your best friend. That's Cooper Cup. He's always open, makes the tough catches. Josh Reynolds just tried, but he ain't Cooper. And I feel like that's making a big difference for what Sean McVay can actually do. They got to pull out the, the Johnny Heckler, the special teams, fake plays all the time. I just don't think this offense can keep up. And all of that stuff you just talked about, Dante Fowler played amazing. And Donald Kansu, he played amazing. Donald Kansu. And Donald can always bring it. I don't think that the linebackers have the talent to actually compete. And even the corners kind of scare me. Tlaib has, has looked bad at times this season, to be quite honest. He's a very physical cornerback, but he's looked bad at times. And we know what Marcus Peters is. He's he's, he's hit or miss. He, he got the big play in him, or he going to get rotisserie chicken I all think, game. I think they're going to be up for this game. I think Tlaib got to be up for this yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Tlaib is going to yeah, play. He's going to play but hard. that's and one out think, of so many. Think, and like I say, they can't make the same mistake that the fucking uh, the Chiefs did. Like, though you got to jam the receivers. You got to play tight. But that's and what Sue I was going to say. It's 100%. Pressure. And I feel like this championship Super Bowl comes down to one thing, one person. And it's the very key thing that you have already stated. They felt bad about how they got did last year. And the reason why I'll say that is because it's Belichick. He felt personally like, I got outcoached. I got out, oh, man. This is all. Whoever I had, if you want to say it was Patricia, whoever, the coaching staff took that one. So I feel like right now he he just went through Andy Reid. That's an offensive guru. I feel like he gonna try to make a point. This young guy ain't it. Y'all trying to make the league. He ain't it. I'm finna yeah. show y'all. Sean, this little thing. He not it. That's where I think it's coming from. I think he about to make Sean Sean McVay and Jared Goff look like what the fuck was we doing the whole time? And I think he about to put it. He about to put it on him. He about to. I don't think he's going to blow them out. The first drive is going to be tough. They never blow anybody They out. never blow nobody out, but I think it's going to tell us if they grind these niggas out hard as hell, then it's going to like really fuck everything up. And I think they just about to beat them straight up hard. Beat them hard, man, because Ty Gurley, he not playing. And I want Sue to do it. They got, the, they got the tools to beat the Patriots. They do. I just don't think they can. I want them to really bad, man. I, I want the Rams to win, so I'm, I'm pulling for them. But, yeah, I just, I just think – I just think Tom Brady's focus. I think Belichick's focus, and I think Todd uh, Todd Gurley' knee is like messed up. They says that he's dealing with knee injuries, but we'll see, man. I'm 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 interested to see this game. All right. Um, what else? Moving on to the NBA. Uh, I guess we can move on to the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Um, when it comes to the league, dog. Uh. Where do y'all want to start with the league, man? Where, where, do y'all want to start with DeMarcus Cousins coming back? Because I ain't going to lie, it looked like it's bad for everybody else in the league right man, now. Man, we already knew that. 
but yeah, but it's one thing to like know it, and it's another thing to like see it. And like, I know they only play with the Clippers and the Lakers, so it's like they didn't really play nobody too crazy. But it's like, bro, when Steph and Kevin Durant go out the game, Demarcus Cousins and Clay Thompson enter the game, or they just stay in the game, and yeah. and then like where the spacing was messed up with with uh with Draymond Green. DeMarcus Cousins can shoot threes and make them. So now they spacing kind of back to normal with Draymond still in the game. Yeah. It just is completely different. I don't – I really don't know how you stop them this year, to be honest. I, don't, I feel like they probably won't lose another game, honestly. Like not, I'm not even talking crazy. I, that's how I really feel. I think that you have to – to beat the Golden State Warriors with this team, you have to slow down the pace. You you have to attack the basket. You have to get like you said. You have to get cousins in foul trouble. You've Got to get Drummond in foul trouble, and control the pace. And I think you I think you have a chance. Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> he always in foul trouble. You get Draymond in, uh, in foul trouble, and I think you can. I think you have a chance. I just don't know if a team could do that for four straight games or four games in a series. Ah uh, man, what you think, B? I just feel like in being a LeBron fan, sometimes you or not a LeBron fan, anti-LeBron. When you you get on the outside of certain things, you start to think from a, a rationale of not optimism. You want to look at it like, all right, this is what can possibly happen bad if you ruin against it. You know, that's just obvious. And I feel like that's where most of the people who aren't Golden State Warrior fans have been. You know, just the, is Boogie Achilles going to hold up? Is he going to look the same? Now, are they going to have bad situational lineups with him out there? You know what I'm saying? He can't play defense. So everything negative that people were kind of saying is what they harped on. It's like that's what they wanted to happen. But realistically, like Austin said, now you look at it, it's like, yeah, they, nobody can do anything with this. And people knew this all along. But I do feel like it's a situation where it's almost like when Kevin Durant signed there. It's like, man, you heard it, and then you saw it, and it was something totally different. It's like it was bigger than your imagination could even see. Like, all right, now we got DeMarcus Cousins. How crazy can this team be? What can the lineups actually look like? And then you start to see some of them, and you see how they work, and you say, wow, this doesn't look different than anything they've already run it. It's just DeMarcus Cousins now. And I feel like that's what's kind of crazy to everybody and, and what's kind of blowing me away, too, is, like, he just meshed so well with everything that their, their chemistry and offense already had going. They've been running high pick and roll and posting all this time and just was they didn't have an offensive threat there. Going back to even when Bogan was the, the center. They ran a lot of things out of the post, and he was an offensive passer, but he wasn't a scorer. And now you start to see Boogie Cousins out there. And if he can get his health together as far as his, you know what I'm saying, running and stuff like that, his durability, it is scary to think how many games they'll lose from now until arguably winning the, national, the championship. You know what I'm saying? If they win the NBA championship, I would say it's a good chance that they don't lose another game this season. But we know that people are human, so sometimes you might have a bad game. I just think before you had a shot, there was times where Steph shot bad because he just jacked. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes Steph get into a rhythm where he just take bad shots. And it's, he want to beat himself. He want to beat the system. He thinks he's the best shooter. And it's within the game, but sometimes they just get out of hand. You take too many of them in a row, you already missed three. You shouldn't take three more steps sometimes. Clay, he was having bad times, but now he's on. Kevin Durant even. Sometimes you can psych him out. And they had Draymond playing like shit. Draymond was an emotional wreck. after Even before him and Kevin Durant got into it. And since then, he, he was having a lot of issues. But I feel like he out of that funk. And now you got Boogie Cousins. It just doesn't seem like you got a shot in the when you match up with the Golden State Warriors. Man, that's just them niggas. I, I mean, other than that, I mean, the rest of the league, like, I mean, with the breaking news of Oladipo probably hurting his knee and being out for the rest of the season, I... 
that kind of put their Eastern Conference spot in a in a little bit of turmoil. Uh, I mean, he wasn't really he wasn't really having that outstanding of a year this year, but he was playing good enough where like if they got in the playoffs, they was gonna make some noise. I mean, they got Mike Conley. I feel like they could have went to the championship. Yeah, yeah it looks like he's the leader of the team too. So that's that's gonna be it. So now, up. what do y'all feel like is gonna happen with that spot in the East? Um, I don't know. Can they be in the fourth spot? Yeah, I believe so. So I kind of just feel like everybody's just gonna take a take a step, a step back. I mean, I still see them making the playoffs because, like you said, they they up a few wins. So I still see them being a being a factor. I don't know about the playoffs. Huh? I said I don't know about the playoffs for that Pacers team. Lando believes that they still make the playoffs. I'm not exactly sure about that. Miles Turner been playing good ball, and you got a uh, Darren Collison, but I don't know how good he really is. Maybe Tyreek Evans steps up now because he might have a more defined role. He'll have some consistency and comfort in knowing what he can do on a nightly basis. I think they still make the playoffs, but I think that's just as far as this season yeah, goes. I mean, because the Pistons ass, we ass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of teams is ass. It's like if anything, it's like well, the. Be an AFC, so it's good. I mean, I don't even know, but I yeah. feel like they, they, if anything, they had dropped to like six. They end up scrapping out the rest of the season, and getting somewhere. But I say we tank since we talked about the Pistons. I say we tank. There's a kid named John Morant. He go to Murray State. I would yeah, love to have him. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about him. But no, I, I, I think we we a sneak in. I think we'd be the AFC. Why you want to sneak in? Why do you want to do <laughs> no, that? No, I said Tom Gore says he, he wants to make the playoffs. I'm cool make playoffs. I want to go to the go to two games all year. Yeah, they both in L.A. Um, I want to go down to the Little Series uh, Arena for the first playoff game. I'll be down there for the two games we play in and lose. And, uh, it's cool with me, man. Well, I don't like to see him losing ass teams, man. And like, hey, and be honest with you, man, that, that Philly shit the tanking is not a guarantee, man. I mean, no, I, I'm a big the tanking never really a guarantee, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to, I don't want to see the business go to the playoffs. They stay the product they putting out there is bad. They got is bad some of the worst team. basketball I've ever seen. Yeah, ever a lot of backup life. players on the team, a lot of players that probably shouldn't be in the NBA. I'm going to say all that. That just shouldn't be playing. Oh, Luke Kennard should not be in the NBA. No, I, Luke Kennard should be in the NBA. I just uh, think, like, he shouldn't be in the league. Yeah, I just think that he's he not an NBA talent. talent. He just, no, he definitely don't. He can I don't shoot. know. Maybe we watching something different. He can shoot. Maybe. I think he probably just needs to go to a different team, but he, he does not yeah, think he's doing well definitely. at all. I just I don't. Mean, at all. I just I mean, don't. You got think. a terrible point guard, so you'll never be able to have spots. And they have him dribbling the point, point guard sometimes. And he plays bad at that, but yeah, we got. Two uh two backup point guards on our team, three backup point guards on our team. Four, like we don't have Bruce no Brown as a point guard. We don't have no. It's no. It's only one starter to me on this basketball team. That's yeah, like Griffin, all star. Oh, I ain't gonna say all that. Yeah, Andre Drummond. Reggie uh, Bullock, good. He pretty. I ain't talking. No, Reggie Bullock ain't no starter. Reggie Bullock ain't no starter. Andre Drummond a starter, but like he ain't the one you want. He the one you got. But he still he ain't playing like he ain't playing at an elite level they supposed to. He's been in the league about six seven years. He has been in the league for. I disagree with that. It's just that Andre Drummond is just big and weak. Like, if he was small and weak, it'd be cool. But he just too big, too soft, too slow, Actually, no post moves. I, I think him being big and weak is the reason why he's in the league. I mean, if he was small and weak, he'd been out. I mean, yeah, but, like, I'm just saying, like, that's why I just feel like it's the bigger problem. Like, if you seven feet tall and you go against Andre Drummond, you just eat on him all day. Like, yeah. you can really bust his ass. You're really not going to do nothing. He's not going to block your shot. He might steal the ball from you, but it's like, who really give a fuck that's if you're right. stealing the ass? Like, I want to see you block a nigga's shot. Block somebody's shot. Off the head. And it's like, bro, he just don't. A dude that big and that athletic should be able to just dominate a game. You would think. But he just don't. 
he don't want to. He dominate the glass, but that's because he just missed his own shots and get them back. And there ain't even no real centers right now. Like he probably realistically should be the best true center in the NBA. But though he just don't got he don't got the desire, he don't got the work and ethic. Soft. And he, yeah, he like I was watching him. Embiid and Aldridge just kind of go at each other in the post, and that was some good shit. I ain't gonna lie, that was some nice post basketball. They was facing each other up, backing each other down. Drummond can't do none of that. He just get back down and then get back on defense and like put and up foul. a yeah and foul or throw up a little shots. oop. Yeah, it's just yeah. like I don't know. And that's why laugh at him. And that's why I don't want to see the Pistons go to the playoffs because I just feel like we're gonna get swept and like that's I don't. Oh yeah, that's a bad look. Cause then, I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad look though. I think it's it's something it'd be something to build on. Like I said, we've been bad for a long time. We've been really been bad for a long time. Yeah. I want to see some type of improvement or some type of jump in value. So. I, I would like to see them at least make the make the eighth seed lose and try to retool this team in the offseason. All right, so what do you want to talk about, Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, man, he might be on the move. For everybody, we thought he got released by the Rockets, but they really just had him in holding. Yeah, I guess he did. Hiding out somewhere. He was just chilling. I think he had just Rockets tickets. He just had tickets to the Spot games out. and was just chilling out, watching all the games for free. And uh, then they end up releasing him with some money to man, the Bulls. They wanted to get Kenneth free. They had to free up a roster spot, so he had to go. He had to go. He just made the most sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what did the Bulls gain from this? Nothing. They had money. Yeah. So they got money from Houston. They probably like $2 million or something yeah. like that. Something to do with that. I mean, I, them niggas tanking. You want to talk about some nigga that's really tanking? They in super tank mode. They just lost to the Hawks. So that that's full on tank. And they, I think player for player, they're a better team than the Hawks. Sure. They just want to tank it out. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But. Like shit, they just trying to get Why? Somebody else just discussed why do they want Zion Williamson? They just want a star, bro. You're a star. He's definitely a star. And the Bulls feel like they owe one. The the Bulls feel like they ain't had a real star player in a long time. Maybe maybe this is what Lakers fans felt like in 96. Why would I want Kobe Bryant when I got Eddie Jones on my team? Eddie Jones is an all star. He was. And Kobe's on the team. So, who do you think? Wait, you talking about like Zach Levine? He, I'm saying he, Wendell Carter looked like he's going to be good. Lloyd Markin ain't okay, good. Okay, do they got the hype around like Zion? Is but that's what I'm saying. Do you trade them niggas? You trade one of them niggas. Well, more, well, likely, that's what I'm more likely Wendell Carter Jr. That's what I'm saying. So they've already. What you're saying, they aren't, no, but he not. That's what I'm saying. He's not in the equation. Wendell Carter Jr. and Lloyd <laughs> Markin. He's in the No, I think. He's look, a bench player in I think equation. they can put a lineup together. Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Zion. Hell no. Wendell Carter and, no. and Lloyd Markin. He can't check small forwards. Who, Zion? No. I miss the well, same. I'm the person I'm, who has small four right now. I can't check four. Like, that's the problem I got with like. I think that's gonna be fine. No, I'm not saying Lando. I'm not. I can remember, and I'm, I'm not, not trying to compare it to LeBron. But I can remember people like, well, what him and Ricky Davis gonna do? That's not. That's the same thing. No, that's the same thing. I'm kind of saying where it's like my brain is is in a manner where it's thinking. I already know what Larry Markman is. I've kind of already seen what Wendell Carter Jr. can be. Zion Williamson looks good. He looks shiny. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do it just at the next level. He might be too small for power forwards and centers. No, but he's he going to have to play. He can't take small forwards. I know that for a fact. He can't take Paul George. I think Paul George will light this nigga up for 50 points. I think he'd be fine. You talk about Rick Z, I think in two or three years down the line, he's going to be doing that to other people. Checking small forwards, though. Yeah, I think he can, man. Mm-hmm. I think I he can. I see that. Somebody's too late. He's going to have to lose some weight. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I think I think he can. Who's going to be able to check him? Nobody. I, and I, I, that's I, everything like, I said was from a defensive standpoint and the team that they already have. I think the league is moving away from that I don't defensive. Know. I feel like yeah. I feel like they're gonna draft John Moran, to be quite honest. Chris Dunn ain't it. And I like Chris Dunn. You don't think he's he he a for bench them? player. No, that nigga's a bench player. You don't think he's he a six man. He's not a starting point guard. 
I feel like your point guard got to command. That got to be your best player. Almost. We in a guard-driven league. If that ain't your best player on the team, you got a bad team. I feel like that, that was, a good team. I feel like that only because I feel like Zach Levine really is a star. And when you put him and Chris Dunn on the court together, it just it, – it's not a – it's only – this This is a really – it's only one basketball. And Chris Dunn got a high usage rate, and so do Zach Levine. Zach Levine is – Very possibly, but I still feel like, the, the to me, the best game for speaking in that manner would be something similar to, like – what Portland has and what Houston got when they got Chris Paul. Well, I mean, they can't do that, though. Chris Dunn can't score like That's neither one saying. of them. Man. I'm saying in a manner, it should be like that. Like, even if your two-guard is your best player, if you or if you say CJ or Dame, whoever the best player, Dame probably is the best player, but CJ is comparable. If James Harden is your best player, Chris Paul is still in that same range. He can, buy, he can, buy, he can score. Chris Dunn nowhere near as good as Zach Levine. That's what I'm saying. Like, your point guard got to be either the best player or at that level. Yeah. He not that. And I feel like that's kind of what the problem is and what you will see with a team like the Suns where Devin, Buck, Devin Booker clearly better than every other guard on that team. That whole team just ass. Yeah. But I just feel like that's one. And even like the Timberwolves. Timberwolves only going to go as far as fucking Jeff T took him until they got Dead Rose. And Dead Rose playing better than all them niggas. <laughs> so I feel like that's the best to make the team better. That's a really my shout-out. Shout-out to Doris Burke. They the 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 Timberwolves and the Spurs played the other night, and she really she spent a whole two minutes just like, Andrew Wiggins, what are you doing? Like they was down... They was down like a t- couple points, and, and Carly Towns on the bench, and Andrew Wiggins was not trying to get the ball. It's like, Andrew Wiggins, go to the basketball. And I'm glad she called. She was like, look, let's just watch him for a possession. Whole possession, he just didn't do anything. He just stood in the corner, didn't even play defense on the other side, went back, didn't do nothing. They called time out. I was like, bro, come on, Andrew Wiggins. What the fuck is you doing? I think bro? that's also why Jimmy Butler attacked Carl Anthony Towns more. Because it's like, hey, bro, I seen you do something. I, this nigga lost cause over here. Bro, just he lost. He's spaceman. Andrew <laughs> Wiggins ain't gonna, he ain't gonna do shit for us, bro. You gotta help me. But the thing is, <laughs> now his situation, he didn't hear Andrew Wiggins in a, at a point. Like, he no, probably he did. He did it. No, he do his thing, but it's like. I hear he called our teammates again over there, though, too. I mean, he probably is calling niggas out. He gonna call niggas out, but it's just like, it's really Jimmy. Come on, bro. I mean, like, it's not a spade. It's a spade. Like, he just, he, that's what he do. Yeah. It's, in his, it's in his organism. It's how he, he act. It's how he is. Mayorism. I, I don't like what you're doing. I'm gonna tell you about it. You know what I'm saying? If we in practice, hey, bro, that shit wasn't cool. And then, I think finally we gotta talk about the Lakers. We gotta, we gotta, we, we just gotta talk about them just for the fact that they need to be talked about because they missed their window on trading one of them niggas. It's about over now. We, I don't know about that. If anything, they got to trade Kuzma or Lonzo. Because Brandon Ingram. Oh. I mean, they, they got to trade Brandon Ingram, but they not getting what they was supposed to get for that nigga. He, his value has dropped immensely. He is nowhere near as valuable as I what he I think the only problem with what you're saying is is that I feel like the Pelicans was never going to trade Anthony Davis for just one of them niggas. So it was always going to be two or three of them anyways. So if it was about Anthony Davis, then... I feel like they're still in the same position. If you want to trade all three of them niggas for Anthony Davis, that's the only thing the Pelicans probably would accept. But Brandon Ingram, he looked like a bum because of how he's playing right now, but he's actually very talented at that shit. Like, the, the secondary playmaker, he's actually very good at that role. He just can't be that next to LeBron James. Like, he, he got to be somebody else to hit around. I just think with LeBron and Rondo being out, that's the only reason why they're struggling. I think they'd be right. Not Rondo. Either. No, I think we're Ronnie. We saw Ronnie on Christmas when he I mean, went to Golden State. The, to be honest, the real person that fought here, and this, this hurts to say this, Magic Johnson. It might be LeBron James too, but sign all them bum ass niggas on the team. But it's like, I don't. LeBron said that dumb shit, but it's like, bro, LeBron why did you like say that shit? Games, no, but I'm still saying, bro. 
Why is there no even when LeBron was playing, they still didn't look that good. Why is there no shooters? I think right, last right before he got hurt, like they was looking smooth. smooth. Like they was looking oh yeah, they said they was looking smooth. smooth. They just if it's Rondo hurt and Lonzo got hurt. Yeah, I think the thing too. is like when you took LeBron off, it was like, okay, yeah, these niggas suck. And then they but they had a good amount of games where they was playing like the Kings, the Cavs, the Bulls. The yeah, so I was like, so it was like he got hurt at a good time where it's like, all right, you know, we'll see. He just was rolling. Yeah, he just fucking, let's just see what we can do with our body. And like, and then with that Rockets game, and Lonzo got hurt. And Lonzo's probably playing some of the best basketball he played all and season. And Kuzma looked year. like, hey, we did something with these two. And then it's just like, it fell apart. Because then it's like, oh yeah, now we got to play Lance 25 nah, minutes. And Michael Lance Be- wasn't Michael Beasley. And I'm I'm falling on the sword for this one. Too much KCP. That yeah. nigga is. I, cool. the thing, I told y'all. The thing is, Josh Hart, he was playing bad. Josh Hart yeah. wasn't able to score like that. So, And then you got you got Luke Warden really coaching for his job. Like, every night is the the light. The LeBron really put That's a big light on it's that night. <laughs> I, don't, I just think that once they get healthy, they, they'll be fine. They'll be back. I mean, LeBron team. James is one of the best players in the NBA, so yeah. of course he can wheel people to victory. That's but what it, it is. just like but they, I think they downplaying. They gotta be. They downplaying them injuries too, man. I like, just try to act act like Lonzo shit wasn't that bad when like oh, this shit real bad. This shit real bad. He gonna be out down there for at least the season. Yeah, yeah, for the rest of the season. And they tried to that's LeBron's supposed to be out for three games. This nigga been out the whole month. I think that's a little bit on LeBron too. Like I said, look, he's having, having a good time. I look like he's waiting for the NFL season to come over with so it could be all about him and shit like that. And nah. He make this big MVP push at the end of the year. <laughs> nah, and I ain't getting that shit because James Harden. He may not make the playoffs. No, nah, I ain't making the playoffs for shit, sure. They want 7C right now, dude. I mean, yeah, but they going to. That's tough, man. I right, Look, he putting up numbers, but we didn't see playing for numbers, <sighs> and they might not make it. I mean, I'll just be a real. And has I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with him be doing this against the Knicks and against the Lakers. That what? don't impress me. Sixty points on a brush you? No. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I ain't he had seventeen throws. That's a problem. Hey, look, Clay Thompson That's had still 40, 40 44 points, points with no oh, free throws. Clay Thompson played with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. I'm just talking about DeMarcus Cousins. The way he scored the other night. I'm just saying, he's he finished the throw. That time he had 37 in the quarter. None of them niggas was on the floor. Yeah. So he can score. No, uh, Steph was on the floor. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, he like, went on that the whole time. <laughs> he, he shoots a lot of free throws. No, he's doing his thing. You can't yeah. have his talent. It was talent. once. I remember once Lando tried to bait me. Clay Thompson was better than James Harden. That is. Yeah, I agree with that. Nah, yeah. Back then. There ain't nothing to agree about James Harden, I, I I got to the point where I don't even people will talk about the free throws. Them niggas, that's just hating talk to me. That nigga is scoring sixty. He has a team of Kenneth Farid. I mean, he just put Kenneth Farid on his back. Is, is like if to to go to the stat sheet and they said he scored sixty and none of them was free throws. Then that he scored sixty. Man, but like, but I'm, I'm just saying what you just said. You just said to take away the free throws, but that's a part of the sixty. No, I ain't taking away. But that's what I'm saying. Like you can't say like oh, no, he scored sixty. No, and I ain't taking not away the throws. The that they was seventeen. The throws to the throws they come with it because he really cannot be stopped. You watch the nigga. Can't nobody yeah. stay in front of him. But that shit kind. I just I'm in a perfect example. I just watched a college basketball game at Tennessee, Tennessee versus Vanderbilt, and they went to overtime. And the best player in the team is a guy named Grant Williams. And when I I went to go get in the shower when they went to overtime, and I checked the stat sheet, and the nigga had 43 points. And in my mind, I'm trying to reach. I'm like, he didn't have 43 points. He went 23 from 23 from the free throw line. It's wow. like, that shit kind of make the game where it's like, he wasn't doing all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like that's kind of the issue with James Harden where. It is taken away from the fact that he is giving a nigga 40. He giving a nigga 40. But that 60 just amplified to where it's on ESPN. He's like, damn, he had 61. It's like, eh. But 
too many of them bitches came from the line. Like, it's different when Kobe Bryant scored 60 and 21 of them came from the free throw line. Like, that's the nigga had 60. He had is, 60. The thing is, though, listen. 60, 50, yeah. 38, 45, 50 again. 50. He, been, he has been like, on a week straight. Two weeks straight. He's doing his thing. It's amplified he, because of the free throws. It's amplified because of, of the throws, but he getting so many buckets okay. at a consistent so awesome. pace. Does he get MVP if they don't make the playoffs or then the AC? You can't do it. No, you can't do it. But, I mean, I think they're going to they make the playoffs. He got to be fifth or higher than me for him to get MVP. No, they gonna. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I think it. I think as long as he get in, he getting it. I think as long as he get in, he getting it. I got This is the thing. If if the the Thunder or the two C Paul George might win it. Yeah. Mm, Paul George is he is balling, but he not gonna win it. Cause they even cause he don't got the hype train around him. His, yeah, his hype train not big enough, and then it's like none of these niggas' seasons are that much more impressive. Like the Paul George, oh, Paul sure. George is not having an unbelievable season. He's just having a very good Paul George. Okay, season. but when we look at the past few MVPs, right? You they gotta teams, win. They team gotta win. You gotta like, win. You can score. triple or average triple double. Yeah, average yeah, triple double. You got to. I I just don't. If they don't make the playoffs, or they like seventh eighth seed, you can't give. No, it. if you gotta he, give it to Giannis, or you gotta give it to Paul George. If you seventh eighth, you you get he getting it. I, this is the one of the year they gonna make the exception because none of these they not having the year as as amazing as. James Harden, like Jay, I'm I'm talking this from a FanDuel expense, uh, position. This nigga costs fourteen thousand dollars on FanDuel, and you and if you fade him, you lose. You can't not pick a nigga that's fourteen thousand dollars, or you're gonna lose the day. That's asinine. And so it is. It's like you ruin, he ruining gambling at this point. This nigga is ruining everything. So he just he's too amazing right now. He's too valuable. But they, but they lose a lot. Like, they lost to the Nets. Like, it's just, it's, it's certain Niggas shit. Hey, the Nets are scrappy. No, they're scrappy. But I'm just saying, like, if you score 50, 60 points, like, I expect you to win that game. That's kind of good, too. Yeah, the Nets. Man, I told y'all at the beginning of the year, though, the Nets are a solid okay, team. But what do you think the Rockets would be better? The Niggas are better than the Pistons. They are. We beat them this year. Know what they are? I don't know. I mean, I We beat them this year, but okay, they're doing good. But if a nigga scores 60, I'm like, damn, did he win? Well, who he playing against? The <laughs> they, they, like, they, they went about three points against the Knicks. Damn. That's all I'm saying. I'm not like I'm not taking away from his tally. He talented. Sure. I just don't like the flopping shit. I don't either. I don't like I don't like him. Alright. Uh y'all wanna talk about future, right? We can. Like, what what do you have to say about future? I mean look, the the album came out. Um like I said, the the song I like the most is the Never Stop, the intro. Like I said, it really had me going. Um I thought like the first six songs were bangers. It was good, and then the rest of it started to sound like songs I heard before. But it was a good project for Future. I mean, it's I don't know if it's better than the Juice World project. I mean, they both was kind of up and down. Like, I just think felt like he just put out a lot of music this past year with Juice World, with Superfly, with the the Beast Mode mixtape. I just hear just hear a lot of music. It start to sound the same a bit, but yeah, I, I like the album. I mean. Just flipping from that, what you just said, I ain't really listen to none of that shit that heavy. So it was just like this future to me, this refreshing. Even Beast Mode, it didn't have the same feel as the first one. The keys wasn't the same. I don't feel like they told me they give them the best crop of beats. So as soon as I heard, it, I was like, oh, this some bullshit. Like this ain't what I was looking for. So it was something that kind of got kicked out of my rotation. Superfly, it wasn't future. It was like a, a theme track. You know what I'm saying? Soundtrack. So it's like, all right, this. He made this, but this ain't what I'm looking for. And then the Juice World shit, I was just riding the wave. You know what I'm saying? That was he was vibing with how Juice World was coming, and he just wanted to make some music with him. This is future. 
And I even to a degree, I'm somebody that kind of don't like stepping out of my comfort zone sometimes. So I feel the opposite with you. The first six songs to me outside of the intro, I didn't really like all of them. Like the mm. beginning, the beginning first seven songs, it was some songs. I'm like, eh, this is kind of iffy. But once he got to eight and beyond, I felt like he was in his groove. This this who I'm looking for. This who I came to the album for. And I, I just felt like he, he in a good, I don't want to call it mindset, but he, he just freeing up right now. He trying to be more vocal. He want to he want to articulate where he coming from. Outside of the music, I want I was, people to know where he at. I would say he's in a good mindset. Yeah. Just watching the documentary, it looked like he, he he can make music easy. Like it just it look it look easy to him, you know. So, but people, it's this is the issue with everybody speaking on certain things. Everybody say this. You go talk to somebody, they tell you something about an artist. They like, oh yeah, bro, his his work ethic is crazy. I was in the studio with him. He made this song in fifteen minutes. But with Future, it's really like he this creative, and yeah. it's just easy. Like yeah. anything he touched is gonna be crazy. And that's just ridiculous to, to really think about the longevity and how long he's been doing this shit. Like, we've seen people on runs like this, but it ain't been this consistent, not this much music. He really just been pushing shit for eight years damn near. So it's yeah. been crazy. How did you feel about the, the Jay-Z? Um, I felt like part? that was just a, a portion of him trying to reset his life. It's like, all right, look, this... I'm, I'm, I got this situation with my son. I got a stepfather. I'm, I got issues with this one particular baby mama who happens to be famous. I don't really got too many other issues with my baby mama. Some satellite baby mama issues. But this one, we got a battle. Damn there, You know what I'm saying? She's trying to sue me and shit. And I just feel like Future airing out everything. Like, he talked about the Rocco shit. And then the, the Future and Jay-Z thing, I just felt like Jay-Z is so pivotal and huge to this culture why would you say something about me? And I, 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 that's all I think Future was. I was like, damn, bro, you 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 putting some mud on my name with this shit. You ain't have to do that, but bro. See, I, I think Jay Z and I think a lot of people. Jay Z watches everything. Yeah. He watches everything. He sees everything. And I think that was just a clever, great bar. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't even think it was like. I feel like it's the opposite of what I just said. And yeah. in the same manner, as I am so pivotal. I am this massive. You doing some wrong shit. I gotta speak on it. Like Jay Z opening up to a level where it's like he talking about the economy, talking about all these different things. Where it's like. Oh, Future kind of out here wilding. Like, he doing this drug talk. He telling all this shit. But you ain't taking care of home. Yeah. And, you got a nigga playing football with your kid. You and, know what I'm saying? I got to speak thing. on it. And that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't know what to do if, in the future yeah, somebody's yeah, playing football. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's just like, yeah. Like, I would have lost it. Like, Jay said. It, it's, so, it's fucked up because it's coming from Jay-Z. Like, if any random ass rapper, it just... He'd probably just say, fuck you. you know, he probably wouldn't even say nothing. He would probably never heard this shit. But because it came from Jay-Z, it's like, damn. Why you say that, ho? <laughs> that ain't cool, bro. Nah, because it's, it's some shit that niggas respect Jay-Z so much that they listening to his shit, analyzing things like, this nigga talking about me. That was a clever bar, man. Uh, hey, this shit don't sound clever when you the subject's like, damn, this nigga talking about my life? Come on, ho. Yeah, that was kinda, it was kind of <laughs> random, too. Yeah. Like, hey, what the fuck you talking about me? What the fuck are you thinking about me for, nigga? Damn, fuck you, ho. You cheating, bitch ass nigga. Worry about your own shit. But that's what he said. Like, shit, I was going down the path when another nigga was going to play a catch with my son. Yeah, yeah, dog. I mean, but Jay-Z had that happen before. You know, Eric Benet was upset about his line, too. He, that was a good line. I like that. Yeah, hey, Don't go Eric Benet. Don't go Eric Benet. But niggas be mad. Sometimes Jay-Z throwing your shit. It's like, come on, uh-oh. Yeah. Keep my business out your mouth. Yeah. It kind of felt like that album was taking shots at, at Future with the money phone shit. And, yeah. and it, you know, it was just it was certain lines in there, you know. But that's just Jay, man. So anything else, man? Anything else I want to touch on? Man, I'm glad Chris Brown free. Oh yeah, man, Chrissy Breezy, man. They almost they tried to get him after he got all the masters to his music. Like you seen that? Yeah, seen Once that. they get all the masters to that music, they try to get you on something crazy, dog. I'm glad he had a bunch of people around him. Definitely to, to clear his name on that case and 
Like you said, like Chris Brown, he ain't got to rape nobody, man. I, I just I don't see that. I ain't going to go that far. But I am going to say that he didn't rape nobody. I'm good thing he didn't rape nobody. Yeah. And it's like, you know, good shit, man. Like, it, it would have just got out of hand. Like, that... That that whole thing would have just kind of I don't know why people want to ruin Chris Brown. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to ruin everybody. But it's just like Chris Brown. It's like oh, it's clearly been, like Chris Brown got the most random crazy stories about him that come out one week and then you find out it didn't happen. Yeah, like, like that like, one week. People just don't like this. Yeah, the SWAT team sent to his house yeah. and they was about to like shoot up his house and shit because that white rob people. people are. It's just crazy yeah. things about him. Yeah, blood. Been. I mean that's. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think after the incident with Rihanna, they they always been after Chris Brown. I think that was like the turn of his like, it, career. It didn't break him, and I feel like that's what people. Yeah, they people feel like he didn't get his, his just yeah. punishment for it. like you ain't suffer enough for this heinous thing that you did. Heinous. You ain't go through it, and it, people don't think about the everyday trials and tribulation of people looking at you like I feel like he suffered for that. People looking at him crazy. People probably want to fuck with him. He had a little situation where people started to decline from listening to him, but he bounced back. You don't know what he went through in his life, what his trials and tribulations was, and what he actually had to go through, or how he recovered from that. So, I mean, people just don't like the kid. He's he's successful, you know what I'm saying? He got his masters. Hopefully, just keep pushing. But this, just like the R. Kelly, R. Kelly, it's a very very delicate dialect and conversation is being opened up. I I just don't care for it. I don't like people talking. Oh. It just be beefs. No, I think it's people take it a little. They just take it a little too far. I mean, like, you don't gotta go that it's, far. It's, it's so just like sensitive of a, a subject that once somebody start to open up with their opinion or how they feel about things, everybody doesn't have a sense to actually articulate what they actually mean. And sometimes just come off wrong to people, and you feel so strongly about something. It's like ah, that, I don't like that shit. That's you're the talking thing. About. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people get well. It's one. I think the real problem problem come from the people who are kind of very quick to be like. Y'all see the women that be lying about this shit, bro. And it's like, you just, it's like, it's like some people wait on that situation to happen just so they can be like, see, them, these bitches be lying. But it's like, you don't gotta be, you don't always gotta be first in line for that. Like, like, some of this is antidotal situations. Like, a lot of times the, bitch, the women don't be lying. Like, it just, you know, it'd be the truth. This time it was a lie. Next time it might not be a lie. It's And then, then you know, the other side is like, Chris Brown, more than likely would rape anybody. It's like, ah, you know, you just, now you're just talking judgments on niggas that you don't even really know. Some people just try to be first. Whatever agenda some people got, they want to put that out there first. And they want to, they just want to get it out there and just use this as more evidence to the agenda that they've already been building in a long list of archival shit in the back of their head where it's like, bro, you don't got to use every situation for your, for your own advantage to create this argument on the internet. This is a case by case situation. Yeah. You got to do a good job of not even putting yourself in those situations. And that's, I think that's what the thing is for me is, is like when you hear certain things like this and you feel like you got a, a feeling or a thought of who this person is, some things, rape is so heinous of a crime that it's like, wow, this person did that? To where you got to hear all the facts, you got to go through the research, you got to know everything to where you get to that point where it's like, all right, did they actually do that? And then once you get there, you got to hear it, you got to figure it out. And sometimes people just don't articulate that well enough to where they actually saying the right things until, like Austin said, you just come out as the person that's like, what's going on, bro? These They lying and shit. It's like, damn, bro, you ain't have to say that. <laughs> it's like, you don't got to be. Or you could have, like, like for me, and I, this is something I'm, I'm trying to articulate well. With me, I always put myself in certain situations. I I would never want to be in a situation where I got lied on. And it might be a rational fear because you wouldn't want to put yourself in this situation. I would be scared as shit if I got lied on about something like this. 
So I would want the truth to come out, but I can't come out and say, oh, yeah, this person guaranteed lying. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But once he got exonerated or got released, it's not really cool. You know what I'm saying? He ain't do it. That's what's up. That's what's I up. didn't think he did it. I'm glad he didn't do it. I was laughing because Mary said y'all was hurting uh, viewership when y'all was hating on James Harden. No, we wouldn't hate that. Nobody's hating on James Harden. Yeah, I'm hurting viewers. Yo, it is too. Wait, 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 listen, listen. Why can't I just say that somebody... Like, I'm hating on talented. James Harden. <laughs> he is talented. James I'm Harden just trying to speak talent. logic. You know what I'm saying? He has talent. He's doing a, a beautiful job. I'm just saying, when you score 60 points and you lose, I start looking at shit a little different. That's all. And if they don't make the playoffs, or come on, I can't say that. I, I can't. It's like if Blake Griffin was to score sixty and lose, I would just be like, "Yeah, the Pistons ass." Yeah, I've been watching enough games to, to know that that's possible. <laughs> I don't want to deny that. I would wonder, happen. like, hey, what if he scored thirty eight, had more assists than y'all won? I just want to see more. Uh, no, I just want to see more. No, all right. I'm like Tom Brady. He may have a triple double. Tom Brady, I want to win. Don't care about the glory. I hand it off and win. If I do, if I want to say something about Tom Brady, I do like this season the amount of swagger he kind of had, like the videos he dropped every week about wins and losses. I like that shit. Like, I don't like MAGA hat in the in the locker room time, but I do like Tom it's when he talking shit. Secretly a going away party. He retiring. Mm-hmm. Nah, he, he planned to be forty five. No, I think it's it. I'm telling y'all, I, we can make a bet on it too. Right. I, Why are you betting? No, because look, I know for a fact. <laughs> just like watching that Tom versus Tom, like I still can do it. I feel faster now than I did at 26. Yeah, you know, like he's smiling and stuff like. I, I do. Only reason I don't think you were tired because I that is one of the videos. She just like you know when I'm playing on football, everything just feels right. Like right. I can be my true self. I can yell at anyone. I can scream. I can shout. At home, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all right, now honestly, too. I feel like he owed it to the Patriots to stay that long because they need to find another replacement quarterback. He, he don't want no replacement quarterback. And he take a pay cut. Tom Brady is staying. He's playing the game perfectly. Yeah. Like, look, whoa, whoa, y'all don't need nobody else. I take get, get his money to somebody else. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. bro. And he told a reporter, asked him, when are you going to retire? He asked him, when are you going to retire? Why do y'all want me to retire? Why are you trying to kick me out the door? That is the why you trying to get that. I asked you, hold on, wait. Until I get ass, bro. No, I don't see that happening. I think Tom will play a long time. <sighs> Alright, so any last words? Any final remarks? Hey, Ashley. Lando was wrong. About the first what? half of Future Album is ass, but the last half is a whole lot better. Okay, Ashley got the she got the vibe. She knows what's going on. I don't know. I seen a lot of first half. I didn't see no yeah, first half. First half, half is, first half I, is I haven't listened to all the way through. That never stopped. That never stopped. It's like that shit almost brought tears to my eyes for real. And that rocket, what's that rocket man shit? That shit hard, man. That second half, man. I like. I love all the last couple of songs. Nah, definitely the last song, man. You could throw that in the trash, but everything else though, it was was nice. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna probably listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it later, but. That's about it for this week's episode, man. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys watched the live. You can also, if you are watching live, you can go back and listen to this all on Apple Podcasts. We're probably going to put it on YouTube soon, but that just, it takes a lot of time. So if you're a producer, hey, get DM me so I can have you produce some shit for me because I don't got that much time on my hands to be doing all that other shit. But it's going to be on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud later tonight. You can listen to it tomorrow morning. Um... Don't forget to check out our Game of Thrones podcast. We're going to be covering episodes two and three next episode, which probably should be 
this Sunday or this Monday, and then later in the week we'll do three and four. But you know, we're going through the episodes. If if you want to listen to us revisit episode one, go back and listen to episode one. We just put it up on the podcast. A title. I'm gonna just title all of them the episode, the name of the, each episode we're covering. So that way you won't get it confused with this podcast, or you, you know, because we're doing a lot of shows here. You know what I'm saying? We used to have we used to have five of them bitches. Now we just got like a couple. But uh, subscribe, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to my Twitter account. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Be Nice on Twitter. Lando. Follow our uh, podcast page and just you know have a nice day. See you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>